Okay, welcome back for an, two, four, two, another episode. For another episode. For another episode. Sure. To another episode. So this episode may be a doozy, a little roller coaster. It might be a doozy. It might not be your cup of tea. Yeah. It may not interest you, but I find the topic fascinating. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. Um, we are going to talk about cults. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about cults. Uh, we just watched a cult movie. Yep. And we're going to talk about that as well. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about, um, the QAnon. Newest, the newest cult. Yeah. Uh, it's craze. also a conspiracy. So. Mm-hmm. Still a, right up our alley. Double whammy. <laughs> um, cults, conspiracies, another spooky thing right well how are you doing i am doing pretty good this week uh mentally emotionally psychologically physically good all those things that's awesome um i yeah i don't really have much really going on maybe that's why yeah so i don't have like a ton of like outside forces like affecting Affecting, my mood like i'm just literally chilling yeah in my room and then working and when i'm not working playing video games and that's how that's i'm spending good. my time those are good healthy things to keep your spirits up sounds like work's going well yeah work is going really good i actually just got a raise Ooh-ooh. yesterday which was crazy um and unexpected so cool yeah very good very good news all around nothing to complain about this week nice. which is which is kind of a miracle because I was PMSing and I'm on my period now. So like normally these are the weeks <laughs> where it's like the world is ending and yeah. I just hate everything, mm-hmm. including myself. But yeah. I'm not feeling that way this week. So I don't know what the cause is, but I'm happy. <laughs> That's good. How are you? I'm Besides exhausted. <laughs> all of the angst uh, for the, what, the angst that you're not feeling, I'm definitely feeling. And I think Mercury in retrograde is part of it mm-hmm. that's um, affecting my technology and my communication yeah I felt like everyone <laughs> at work has been ignoring me mm. and like in my defense they are like not responding to my chat so it's not like I just feel like that it's like it's actually I'm being ignored interesting but it's because everybody's so busy so Uh-oh. it's not like they're ignoring me because like they just you... don't want to respond it's like they are physically unable to yeah well I had a bit bit of a breakdown earlier today. What? <laughs> yeah, I just been I was feeling so anxious all day today and I still like don't feel great. Um I d- I think it's I had a little bit of an epiphany and that's what kind of brought it on with this like whole doctor's appointment. Uh-huh. Looming. It's next Tuesday and I saw it on my calendar coming up and I just started like kind of panicking a little bit and realizing like that my phobia is the it has gotten worse in the last few years because well obviously because I keep putting it off yeah um but because I realized that like my aunt Karen was the same as me like she never went to the doctor for years and years mm-hmm. one because she didn't have insurance mm-hmm. she was just a housekeeper um uh, not just a housekeeper but she was a housekeeper independently so she wasn't like covered yeah under insurance until yeah. like Obamacare came around yeah and she could finally go to the doctor and when she did, she found out she had cancer, and a month later, she died. That's like, a lot. <laughs> and so I'm like, I've had it in my brain this whole time that the same thing is happening to me. 
and it's like really scary (laughs) yes i understand the fear i understand that makes more sense to me now where your fear of the doctor comes from because i've never understood Mm -hmm. but it's not i have a lot of irrational fears that like i wouldn't want someone to ask me about so i've like never felt like i should ask you because your fears are valid no matter yeah, if no they're matter rational what, like, or the rational the cause or yeah. the backstory but like, i was just like okay like she doesn't like the doctor i get it I've so like, many people don't. yeah i've always had an aversion to like yeah. hospitals and i just always have like bad energy around them well i think if people like hospitals they're on the opposite end of the spectrum yeah. like they're all there's some hmm. they need to look into that maybe or like if they work in the medical field <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like yeah, I just I always like feel such bad energy around like going to doctors or being in hospitals yeah. and stuff. Um, so I never enjoyed it, and I was in hospital. Well, I was at doctors a lot when I was a kid because we couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Um, <laughs> and so then when it all like all the kind of like medical issues that I had growing up kind of just resolved or went away, I just decided like I don't want to go back to the doctor, mm-hmm. and so I haven't. But now it's like, it's gotten a lot worse. Yeah. And so and that just kind of came out. I knew it was going to come out. It's yeah. probably not the last time that I'm going to have a little bit of a freak out about it. So we'll check in next week. Probably we'll be recording after the doctor. Yeah. So the saga continues. The saga does continue. It just is what it is. I'm like, when I was talking to my best friend, Danielle, she's had a hard day today too. So we were just like venting to each other earlier. I was like... You know, I'm, like, blaming Mercury in retrograde. I understand that that affects me mm-hmm. in ways that maybe other people don't necessarily feel susceptible to. Um, that I'm, like, I know it'll pass. I know it's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. I'm not, like, dwelling so much on, like, God, why am I sad? Why am I anxious? Why am I panicky? Like, I'm just acknowledging that that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm, like, I'll get over it. Yeah. I always do. <laughs> So that's where I'm at today. You just roll with it and you either find ways to cope that are either healthy or maybe not healthy Mm -hmm. or sometimes you don't cope and you just honestly struggle through it. Just push through it. And like that's, you know, I think that deserves to be talked about too and we can talk about that like in another episode maybe. But I think there's a lot of talk about what anxiety feels like mm-hmm. and you know the methods that you do to help alleviate the symptoms that you may feel like whether it's therapy or journaling or coloring mm-hmm. like all these different things but it's like but what happens when none of those work or when you're maybe also dealing with maybe like a little bit of depression and you're unmotivated to try yeah. to do anything or if there's like literally a chemical imbalance going on yeah that so, like doesn't matter what all your home remedies are yeah you might just need to ask for help yeah you know and there's nothing wrong with that either yeah so interesting but I mean like you said you're just acknowledging it and mm-hmm. That's honestly like a big step because there's a lot of people that won't acknowledge when yeah. they're having any sort of like mental health or like look at the reasons symptoms. of like why you're feeling that way. Yeah. I'm very much like a, okay, I woke up anxious today. Let's like unpack this a little. Yeah. What could be causing that? And then I just started writing. I journaled. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kept like stopping every couple words and just like staring out the window and crying. I'm like, this is hard stuff. Like <laughs> I haven't like gone through that in a while so I you know pushed through the rest of my work day had a good meeting I think I nailed a new client well not nailed (laughs) snagged whatever 
signed. She definitely nailed. I the nailed them um, virtually. <laughs> She's a cam um, girl now. Yeah. <laughs> imagine um that's like my secret life <laughs> yeah i mean you were crying in your bedroom i had no idea so yeah. who knows what she what goes on but when she closes her bedroom door ladies exactly and i'll let the listener um just wonder on that one but uh had a good meeting and then i went for a run mm-hmm. and i was like let's just try to you know try every home remedy in the book to let yeah. out this like pent-up energy it's still there definitely the run was hard yeah i, I feel like, like you had a very like like 90s early 2000s like tv show day like just sitting at your desk like journaling <laughs> stopping to look out the window to like cry and then you mm-hmm. go on a run and like the birds and the trees it was very like... cinematic today yeah, yeah I, I i enjoy it my life should be a movie maybe somebody will give me a reality show let's see <laughs> tana turns 21 yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we're here. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. Um. And we're just going to get into the heavy topic, I yeah. guess. Well, it's not we necessarily could... heavy, but... Do you want to recommend the movie that we just watched? Yes. Well, I don't know if I want to recommend it, actually. Um, I want to discuss it. Yeah. Um. It is Martha Mary May. Martha... Macy, May, Marcy, Marcy, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene is the name. Martha, Marcy, May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was like, you look like a Marcy May, but her name is Martha. And what's the last one? Marlene is the fake oh, name. Oh, yeah, they Martha, people. Marcy, May, Marlene. It's confusing, you guys. It has Elizabeth Olthen. <laughs> Olthen. <laughs> Elizabeth Olthen. i'm dying of my speech impediments tonight um yeah elizabeth olsen (laughs) and sarah paulson are in it they play sisters Mm -hmm. um and elizabeth olsen escapes this communal cult yeah that she joined um and it's really about how they adapt or don't adapt once she comes back from being gone for two years. Yeah, she's just kind of trying to adjust to quote-unquote normal life again Mm -hmm. when a lot of the behaviors that she had come to understand as normal whilst in this community um, aren't considered normal (laughs) outside of it. Yeah. Um, So there's some awkward things that happen there, and she's definitely dealing with a lot of PTSD um, and just coming to terms with the things that she did while she was a part of the quote unquote family. Yeah, it. And while they're still looking for her because she ran away. Yes. So she leaves this, she leaves the cult. Um, and one guy actually does find her. Mm-hmm. They have a conversation and she says she's not ready to go back and he just lets her be. Which was very concerning. Yeah. I was like, he's just going to let her go. Yeah. It was weird. The whole thing, the whole film is very unsettling. Um, It's very unsettling and that's done on purpose. Definitely. And it shows a lot of things that make you uncomfortable and should make you uncomfortable. Um, Like Ashley said a couple of times, like, I am so uncomfortable watching Mm -hmm. this. And I was like, it'd be concerning if you were comfortable watching this. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it, 
was I guess watching a lot of like documentaries like the one that comes to mind most recently is the Nexium one mm-hmm. about it I wish like there was more of a background on the actual like cult itself yeah um because you really just get introduced to like the characters and like the they hierarchy kind of, yeah they kind of just pitch it as if they're trying to be like a self-sustaining community mm-hmm. but there's obviously a lot of kind of politics and like you said a hierarchy and certain roles and responsibilities of each person yeah to keep like bringing in new people and yeah and there were just like hints of like hints about what drew these people to this like family this community Mm -hmm. but not really like explaining like it's brought up that like they feel like all of them have been abandoned like the main girl martha like the guy the main um like leader mm-hmm. he brings up like that her dad abandoned her but we don't know anything about that yeah so it's like I, I did feel like if i had been given some more background like i may be able to empathize with her more about why she was there because mm-hmm. the film just gets introduced and she's already there yeah it's not like it shows her arriving or her meeting people and getting kind of talked into doing it yeah like it seems like she did make by the time we enter the film, she had already made the choice to join the community. Yeah. Um, it does kind of cover a few of her first experiences there. Yeah. But she was already like, I don't know like kind of what the premise other than like, we're just joining this community to be self-sustaining. So yeah. maybe she was just, you know, a crunchy hippie. True. A vegan that they found at a vegan meetup and targeted her. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it did a good job of like depicting the kind of brainwashing that people who have left cults and have openly talked about it. Yeah. And kind of like breaking that brainwashing. Yeah. It kind of felt like she didn't really in the film actually break it. Like she was trying to. Mm -hmm. I definitely think she was trying to, but she it didn't appear that she ever successfully does. Right. It was so... It's, I'm going to be thinking about this film for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, it was good. It's for rental, so we're not telling you to go spend your money or anything. It's been out for a few years, though. I think it came out. I can't remember now. I think it was like 2011. Yeah. Because Elizabeth Olsen is really young. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that she's old now, but like her yeah, and Sarah Yeah, but even Paulson Sarah Paulson look younger, younger, I think. And their dynamic as sisters is weird. Yeah. It was a weird relationship, I guess. And maybe it's done on purpose why we don't know so much about her history because mm-hmm. they want to focus on her and the sister mm-hmm. and their relationship. Um, but there was this scene where... She's having, like, an anxiety attack, a panic attack, and, like, the, like, sounds, like, the music, like, the sounds in the background, Mm -hmm. like, it made you feel, like, if you've ever had a panic or an anxiety attack. Like, when you're spiraling. Yeah, like, you were having it, and, like, Yeah, nothing makes sense, but it's, like, very, like irritable like sounding yeah and you're just like, like you just I want, just want it to this end. to stop yeah i just want it to end like i wanted that noise to end mm-hmm. it's but... like that high pitch like violin yeah. screechy like with a lot of other chaotic noises <sighs> they did a really good job and like a lot of the use of sound throughout mm-hmm. the film was really well done so i commend them for that and i think 
Elizabeth and Sarah's performances were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole cast was really good, yeah. especially the oh, guy that played the leader. Yeah. He creeped me out. The like, whole, every time he was on camera, vibes. I was just like, ooh, like, <laughs> yeah. skin cringy, like, creepy crawly feeling. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just like... Even, like, one of the first scenes that he was in, I was like, I would have been very repulsed by this guy's yeah. energy. Not that he was, like, presented as, like, disgusting or like slimy but I just like because I pick up on energies a lot from people yeah I've been like no I want to be very far from you yeah and all <laughs> the women just love him mm-hmm. like and that's a true wild that's the truth of many cult leaders yeah is a lot of women become like infatuated or develop feelings for the man which is very interesting indeed that was a heavy one. It but was, and it good. ends on a cliffhanger, guys. Mm-hmm. So if you like watching movies that don't really give you a full resolution. There's definitely, like we, I think we talked about it last episode or the one before, where we're like, we want movies that don't like have everything neatly wrapped up in a bow. Yeah. Where she, she's super happy in the end and she's overcome all of her trauma. Yeah. Or like, you know, she gets revenge or something on the, yeah. on the cult and... Like, she knows that she'll be safe from them forever. Like, no, we definitely don't leave feeling that way. (laughs) Yeah, and again, that goes to, like, the reality of it. If you've watched anything, like, the, I mean, I already said it, but the ones that come to mind are about Nexium as well as Scientology. People Mm -hmm. that are able to make their way out still feel like there's people watching them, you know? Like, there's still this element of, like, you don't know who's a part of that organization that you left and what they could potentially do to you. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm glad it didn't end on her like breaking that like mental connection. She still had to the leader and to the cult itself. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan. Like I don't like the way it ended either. You know, like Mm -hmm. I don't like that. It leaves me guessing like movies like that. They fuck me up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. Yeah. Um, another one, just to reference a cult movie, and this is a fictitious one as well, before we start talking about real cults. Um, I watched it last night. It's on HBO Max right now called Sound of My Voice. Mm-hmm. And that was really gripping. And it drew me in because it's a female cult leader, mm-hmm. which we don't often see. There mm-hmm. definitely are female cult leaders around. And they're just not as throughout prominent. history. They're not as prominent. And sometimes it's like they'll be the partner of a male yeah. who's, who's a leader. Um, but we'll talk about that. So it was really cool. It's kind of, there's a lot of sort of supernatural things about it. She claims to be a time traveler. Um, and she's come back to this time to like gather the group of people who will end up being like revolutionaries mm-hmm. during the future civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise is that this couple is infiltrating the cult to make a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, tr- they go in thinking the whole thing is like such a sham and she's like, you know, a con artist and yeah. somewhere along the way, like it's questionable mm-hmm. of if they're starting to believe her or not. Interesting. And it's really it, good. It's a, it's a movie, like mm-hmm. a scripted movie. Yeah. It's definitely fictitious. Um, and I think when I was trying to research, so I, I read this article that was like kind of explaining it, made me like the movie a lot more, um, after the fact, because it ends on a cliffhanger too. You're like, wait, is she a time traveler? 
apparently um, all good cult movies and like you just don't know because they they take you on a journey sometimes you're like heck no like she's definitely faking it like yeah. she's lying and then other times you're like wow this is weird why would she know that um but <laughs> what was i gonna say you read the article made oh yeah I read in the article that the creator, who I also think is the director, don't quote me on that, um, was intending to make this a trilogy of films. Um, So there might be more to come, and I think that the way that it ended, I would definitely want more to the story. Is anyone in it that we would recognize, like, their name? I don't think so. Oh, I like that. Oh, um, I think the the girl who plays a cult leader looks really familiar, but I didn't end up looking up. If she is in it, I think she's in the OA. Oh, I never watched that. Um, but uh, I, it's not worth me looking up right now. Um, I would just recommend watching it. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We're all about... Along the same themes. Cult movies in this house right now. Mm-hmm. Which is why we're going to talk about what's going on with cults these days. Yeah. So, I did not a ton of research on cults. I did more of my research on QAnon. Okay. But for those who don't know what a cult is, mm-hmm. a cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a specific person or an object. Hmm. They're usually also described as sinister. Interesting, because I guess there's like a lot of manipulation going on in there. So something that I looked up when we were talking about this is like, well, I kind of consider any spiritual group of people to be part of a cult. That's not Mm -hmm. to say that the cult is good or bad, but the term can often be confused with a religion. So what's the difference between a religion and a cult? And I couldn't really find concrete answers. This is definitely up for speculation or you come up with your own reasoning on Mm -hmm. what makes something a religion and a cult. I still personally think that they can be used interchangeably. Come at me in my DMs if you're mad about that. (laughs) But um, basically the common characteristics of like a religion would be worshiping a higher source of power rather than a single person. Um, That's like my understanding of that is in religions, the thing that you're worshiping is not alive right now. Got it. So if we wanted to go like Christianity, it would be God. Yeah, God or Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, Whereas with cults, their leader that's asking to be worshiped is probably still alive. Like the prophet or whatever is still living. Yeah. The thing is, like, there's religions like, I mean, the prophets of religions are no longer alive, but they were at some point. Yeah. And so that's like sort of another thing here was that it was like a generational passed down Mm -hmm. set of beliefs, whereas cults, I guess, could be deemed like more recent, recently established Mm -hmm. spiritual groups. They're all worshiping something, though, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and have like a set distinguished set of beliefs. Yeah, true. So one show, which I didn't think about till right now, that really toys with the idea of religion versus cult mm-hmm. is called The Path. 
Mm-hmm. It is on Hulu. It stars um, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. It's so good. I think there's three seasons. The first season's really good. Second season's like okay, and the third season's like weird. Mm. But it like is still worth yeah. watching it and finishing it. Um, it's a very very good show. Uh, you're gonna hate me for this. I started it and never finished it. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> but you're, it's because like the second season is just like eh. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, nah. It's worth it's worth it to finish <laughs> it. Was it, it so though. I was like, nah. <laughs> it was eh. So I was like, nah. We're gonna get that on a t-shirt sometime <laughs> in the future. Um, but yeah, that the first season was really good. Yeah, because it really does toy with you to make you think it. You know, is this is this truly like a religion? Like, is there this religious aspect to it, or is it just a bunch of people that are following like a false prophet, essentially? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where a lot of it gets gray. Yeah. Um, is people claiming to un you know, unlock the meaning of life or understand like why we're here yeah. and are able to, I guess, articulate that message to potential followers and get them to believe it. So yeah. that's kind of just how this how the, that's the formula for creating a cult. <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, and like the thing is when you are the leader or, you know, someone that could potentially be a leader, you know, you're looking for people with specific traits and personalities and they're not all going to look the same. I think there's still a lot of, you know, diversity within cults. Like they don't all have the same background. Yeah. There's not a cookie cutter usually, but some characteristics of people who might be susceptible are those who maybe didn't have strong family mm-hmm. um, relationships or are looking for a sense of family or a community, people to understand them or that they can feel that they can relate to. Yeah. It's usually just people who are, like, searching for more. Like, yeah. they either feel like there's something missing in them or that they're not good enough at as they are so they're looking for more yeah um i think that they're a lot of the times like seeking validation that they probably didn't get right from within their family mm-hmm. um so i would probably say there's a lot of people that didn't have great relationships with their parents or potentially their siblings yeah um that end up joining cults um and then it also like one of the articles i was reading was about people who have like really disconnected from society like, just don't really feel as if they belong. Like, yeah. what you were saying, like, they like they don't feel like they fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they may be, you know, what we consider, like, what you may call, like, a loner or, you know, just somebody that doesn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and those people are typically, I think, the ones that are easily manipulated. But anyone can be manipulated. It, yeah. It really doesn't matter. Like, there's, like you said, like, there's no cookie cutter, like, this is what a great, you know, cult follower would look like. Yeah. Um, And it really kind of depends on what the cult's message is and what their, like, ultimate goal is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then again, if we want to look at it as, like, um, is a religion a cult? Like, the big thing on religion is if you do certain things a certain way and follow these certain rules, you go into the pearly gates of heaven. Yeah, you're rewarded after you die. Yeah. So there's like this thing that you're trying to achieve. Um, and like for what reward? Like you're not even going to know because you're going to be dead. But 
for people who believe in the afterlife. I guess yeah. that's a reward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just silly to like spend your whole life kind of within the the confines, or I guess just the structure of real. That was a lot of words that I tried to make into one word. Um, <laughs> the structure of like values or morals. Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, just for you to like, maybe when I die, like something good will happen to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's it doesn't really make sense, but I mean, there's a reason so many people, you know, do follow it. And they're do looking believe for it. they're looking for answers. We nobody knows. There's definitely cult leaders who claim to know. Nobody really knows why we're here. Yeah, you know. Like, what miracle occurred for humans to exist? Yeah. That's, like, you know, what we're all, you know, put on this earth to do. Like, what are we supposed to figure out? Yeah. Are we supposed to level up at some point? It's all, like, everybody wonders. Like, yeah. you'd be weird to just be like, nah, I just feel like it's random that we exist. Yeah. Um, And there's no point. well there's probably some people that believe that but I don't think that's a majority yeah um so it's I can see why religion or having some sort of like promise for when you die yeah is important to some people or or it gives them like a sense of security yeah and there are definitely a lot of cults and cult leaders who are aware of that and do use religious type of stories Mm -hmm. and promises to an yeah. for the, to gain more followers yeah um but i was curious about what kind of like personality traits a leader has yeah. or like what makes someone a good cult leader because mm-hmm. you know like you think about like really prominent ones and like for some reason like they may not have been attractive physically mm-hmm. but people were attracted to them yeah and so i'm i've always kind of wondered that like what made people just follow everything you said, like, without question, yeah. for the most part? Yeah. Um, and so there was this one psychologist who's, like, studied cults. And so she said that there's primarily three types of cult leaders. Mm-hmm. First one, which is the worst one, is the <laughs> delusional martyr. Yeah. And so, like, an example of the delusional martyr is um, the Heaven's Gate. Okay. Uh, which was a local San Diego <laughs> cult. <laughs> Whatever episode it was, we talked about how my mom took me when I was seven years old to yeah. see the mansion that they committed suicide in, which is just a lovely bonding <laughs> moment for me and my mother. Yeah. Um, but so like delusional martyrs, like that's a very like martyr is very, it's a very religious term. Yeah. Um, and so just delusional, like they were delusional they had to do with aliens and like weird stuff um, (laughs) that we can get into more detail. But so like, that's the first one and that is the most dangerous. And that's because of that religious aspect. So people will really just do whatever that leader is saying because they want to get into heaven. They want to escape, you know, our world and go on the spaceship and go to the next planet, you know, level Um, up. Exactly. (laughs) And then the second type of a cult leader is going to be the preacher turned egomaniac. Um, And so that the example she gave was the um, it was 
Jim Jones. The Jonestown cult. Yeah, so the Jonestown cult, which he was an actual preacher mm-hmm. in the United States, had a following, and somehow just convinced all these people to mo- move to, like, another country. Yeah, to sell everything that they had, yes. give all, every cent to the, their church. Yes. And start a compound in, like, South America? Yeah, like, I don't even know, Guam, Gua, somewhere, I don't know. It wasn't Guam, that's that's well, not what I was going to say. Guamania? Guamania, something, something like I that. I read a book, Lion. I still have it, about this guy. Yeah, and so, and literally just convinces all these people to leave their nice, comfortable lives here, mm-hmm. go to some, you know, essentially third world country to live on this compound that he named jonestown after himself yeah and then uh someone from the u.s like some sort of um, he was a reporter a reporter an investigator shows up and is like wanting to find out what's going on with all these people yeah and everyone commits suicide yeah that's crazy they're the kool-aid cult right yeah they they made everybody drink the kool-aid yeah that is wild there's a movie the sacrament did you ever watch that I feel like I do because it sounds familiar. Or maybe um, I've just scrolled past it. A lot of similarities. I don't think it's supposed to be directly based on Jonestown, but a lot of similarities about how it was set up and the guy who plays like the cult leader, I guess, studied um, Jim Jones. Yeah. And he does a fantastic performance. The movie is very, again, unsettling. Yeah. And it's supposed to be kind of like a found footage oh, okay. um, documentary style. Um, of these guys that go down there to try to get uh, one of the guy's sister out. Okay. Um, and then there's like, you know, the Kool-Aid scene. It mm-hmm. is like very traumatizing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't write down how many people were there, but even if it's only like, let's say like, even if it's 20 people, mm-hmm. it's a small amount. I'm sure it was more than that. Even if he convinced 20 people to commit mass suicide at one time after selling their belongings. Yeah. Like, I want to understand, like, the human psyche part of that. That, mm-hmm. like, does that. It's so crazy to me. Like, I, I know she says, the psychologist says that the delusional martyr is the worst one. But I feel like the preacher turned egomaniac yeah. is the worst one. I feel like the egomaniac thing is more dangerous to me because if they start to sense that they are losing control, Mm -hmm. they will do whatever it takes to make sure that nobody escapes, basically. Or, like, that nobody, you know, gets out alive. Yeah. So that's the whole mass suicide kind of uh, thing, I think, is more dangerous than kind of convincing people, like, we're going to a better place. You know, we're going to – it's going to be such a greater reward if we end this life now. Yeah. Um. Which there's this should all be full of trigger warnings <laughs> if you're sensitive to suicide. Yeah, um, um, in there. But um, yeah, I think that um, when they decide they because he started to sense that he was losing control, so he was like, okay, well, I just have to kill everybody because if this gets out, like if if anybody talks about what was going on in here, like he would go to prison, be yeah. death sentence or something. Yeah. So he was just like, well, this is my out, and I'm taking everybody with me. Exactly. Which is scary. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the crazy thing is, before I get into, like, the third type, or mm-hmm. the third main archetype, um, it honestly seems like anyone can become a cult leader. Well, yes. Because, <laughs> because like, these people, for the most part, are living normal lives. Mm-hmm. And maybe they have, like, a wacky, crazy idea and they say it to a neighbor 
but then that catches on Mm -hmm. and then it's just like it's like it and then the more it catches on the more charismatic they become yeah because they come like power hungry and drunk on it then they're that then they become more delusional yeah the more power and like worship and you know affection that they're getting it's just like spirals out of control like they just love the power that they hold over these people of being able to convince them of certain things to do certain things to say certain things like yeah it's it's crazy because it like like you said it they they get drunk they get high off of that power yeah i think that type also is like they didn't maybe necessarily start off like intending to create a cult yeah but they just, you know, we're kind of sharing their ideas, their philosophy. People start, because they're charismatic, people start believing it. Mm-hmm. They find them attractive. And then it just, like, inf- like it infects them. Yeah. Um, so I think that one is scary because it's, like, anybody, like, everybody seeks approval, right? Everybody wants to be listened to or think that they are important mm-hmm. and get validation. So if I all of a sudden start going on TED Talks or what, you know, I start giving talks about something, going around and talking about my passions. And all of a sudden, there's so many people following me or want, like motivational speakers. You know, I don't think that a lot of them intend to create a like multi-level marketing, like huge thing. Like and Like Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins or Keith Raniere, like, or yeah. Raniere. I don't know how you actually pronounce his name. Um, like, I don't think they set out to do that, but then they, they just, it just spirals. And all of a sudden now that, something happens and they take it to an extreme they cross a line at some point and then it's just like well there's no going back yes true and speaking of keith ranieri yeah he is our third type of (laughs) of your typical cult leader Uh which is just literally a narcissist oh it's a hard and fast narcissist is what she said and she names him and nexium because Mm -hmm. just like what you said like he had this multi-level marketing idea and it turned into a cult. And yeah. I don't believe that that was his intention when he started it. No, not at all. I think he really just like wanted to help people improve their lives. Yeah. And, but then he realized that the power that he could hold over people, like how he could influence them. He wanted to see how far he could push it. Yeah. How and far he, he could manipulate people or like what he could make them do you know like it's just so that one's so wild to yeah. me yeah and he loved the adoration that he got from them he loved that mm-hmm. they would that everyone even that was a part of this group would literally wait in lines they would stay up till 2 3 a.m in the morning in the same room as him hoping to even talk to him that, yeah that he would answer a question of theirs yeah or, like give them or that sentences. he would take a picture with them yeah it was oh it's crazy. And these are like grown ass people. Like mm-hmm. they're not young teenagers. And a lot of them were like were successful. Yeah, they were not, a lot of and actors. intelligent. Yeah. yeah, like they're. It's not something where maybe we're kind of talking about the stereotypical follower there, where it's like somebody who's you know just lost in their life doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't know you know where they fit in where they belong. A lot of these people were already like powerful. Yeah, and it's that one is just wild to me. Yeah, it's crazy. But so, yeah, she was mainly focused on Nexium and Keith Raniere. And um, I feel like we're going to probably drop like name drop shows or TV mm-hmm. or movies or anything like that. But um, HBO Max also has a really good um, 
show about Nexium, mm-hmm. and it's from like the perspective of people who escaped. Yeah, there's like found footage of like not like found foot. Well, I guess there are videos. There's found footage like videos. There's recordings. Like you actually get a better like in depth. Um, understanding of it and mm-hmm. it's called The Vow on HBO Max. There's another one on Showtime, but I don't have a Showtime account, so I have yet to watch that one. Me neither, but I heard that um, one's better. That that one tells just a little bit more of the full story. I don't like the main girl from, I think her name is Sarah. Okay, maybe. yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't particularly like her mm-hmm. that much. I think that she is really has really exploited her whole experience in in not the best way. Yeah. It's not about like her being a survivor anymore. Right. Well, she's the one that broke the story. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um when she decided to leave with her husband and like tell people about the branding and everything. So super brave of her, right? Like mm-hmm. I commend her for getting out and and speaking about it, but I do kind of agree in that she was an actor so Mm -hmm. she kind of still is looking for a little bit of that fame recognition and um just kind of continuing having the attention yeah i agree there there's also a podcast did you listen to the podcast that's what i first listened to yeah Haley told me about that i think me and her listened to it at like the same time a while ago yeah that one's called escaping nexium and it's a it's about her too or she's involved in uh, the interviews and telling the story there too that came out a few years before this hbo docuseries yes Um, but it's also really good so if you want to know more about that cult just go check those things out they're very informative yeah and all cults i find interesting but i find that one to be the most interesting except maybe like the manson family i think that one's just interesting to me also because it's kind of like it's it had been around since like the mid 80s right Mm -hmm. Um, but it blew up when like all of these stars kind of started getting involved in mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, actors and a couple heiresses and stuff like that. Yeah. It was like the millennial generation of people was like becoming involved in it. Yeah. So it's like, I think that one's relatable to me because I know I've, you know, I know these types of people. I yeah. can see which people in my life could be caught up in something like this yes. you know and I guess that's why it's like because it's happening right now still yeah I had a friend well yeah we were friends at the time join a cult um <laughs> it was marketed to her as an MLM yeah um but it was 100% a cult and then she tried to like um recruit mul- multiple other friends including Cassandra oh my gosh into her cult is she still in it I don't think she's still in it. I think that she's out. I mean, based off of her social media, she seems to be okay. (laughs) Which is, like, while she was, like, a part of it, her social media was different. Like, she was still active, but, like, different. Different content. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, a cult, like, a compound. Like, she didn't go, like, live on a compound. I just think she, like... Was believing things that were a little outlandish. And doing things that she normally wouldn't have done. Interesting. So... Very interesting. Um, so we name dropped quite a few cults. Mm-hmm. Any particular ones that like stand out to you besides Nexium mm-hmm. or that like fascinate you or? Yeah, I mean, the main ones that come to mind are like Jonestown, um, the Heaven's Gate, Manson Family. Uh, what was the one in Texas? 
I can't think of the name of that one. And I don't honestly know that much about that one either. But then even also like the polygamist cult. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in like, I think it's called Colorado City, where they had taken over this town, basically. One supposed like polygamist family. It, they were the town. Like, you know, the nurse, the mailman, like all, or the mail carrier, all of oh, these things. Oh my like, God. And all of their money went back to like their king. I'm pretty sure that's what they called him was the king or that's how people referred to his position. My dad took me there because it's it's a few hours drive from where he lives, but we were going out to Lake Powell to do something. So it was kind of like on the way. And he took me out there after they had all fled. I think they fled to Texas. This is not the same cult I was referring to earlier, though. Um, And uh, they just abandoned all of their houses and stuff. So it's just like... There's still a couple stragglers, I guess, that were living there at the time. And my dad was like, this is my dad my friend were uh, driving out there with. They were like, as soon as we pulled into the town, they were like, yeah, they're watching us. They know that we don't belong. Like, we're not from here. And we That's like, crazy. It was, the, it was a really creepy experience. And they, she, they like drove me around. His mansion was insane. And there was a church attached to it, like a wing on his house that was their church. Holy crap. It was the weirdest (laughs) thing. There was this thing on TikTok I saw recently um, that a couple of kids are starting to kind of like speak out about how they're they're all siblings in this 160 child polygamist family. 160 kids, one dad. That's disturbing. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't even be physically possible. That's a lot of freaking sperm. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, that's a lot of sperm. That's yeah. a lot of... Oh, my God. I just can't even... Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is totally off topic, but just thinking about it. Um, did you ever read... I'm sure you did, because we all did. Flowers in the Attic? Yeah. Strange. It's the most fucked up book. <laughs> I don't remember. I must yeah. have been listening to a podcast or watching something that brought it up at some point. So like I like was like, oh, yeah, I remember reading that book and like thinking it was really weird. Mm-hmm. And so I just Googled it. It's a disturbing book. Yeah. What? Like, so like your parents are siblings and then you are having a relationship with your twin sister. Like it was just weird. Mm -hmm. So freaking bizarre. Like do what you want to do, but like, don't fucking do incest. (laughs) Incest is like the number one porn category though. Like that's what people are searching porn for is like incest videos. Like it's yeah, that's a known fact. I don't dabble in the porn so yeah, much. <laughs> what? What's yeah. wrong with people? I don't know. It's just the hot uh, category of the moment, I guess. I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum, but it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, I Moving am on. yucking somebody's <laughs> yum. Um, yuck. I, yeah. I feel like. Heaven's Gate started in Texas and ended in San Diego. That could be what I'm... Con- but I feel like there was a mass suicide in Texas. Waco? Texas? Waco! Yeah. yeah. They, like, burned it down. Yeah. That's what I remember from the news. 
Yeah, there's a TV show about it as well. Never seen it, but mm. I think it was like a mini series, maybe, or maybe it was an. Well, maybe show. our homework will be then. <laughs> we don't. We can break it up. It doesn't have to be like back to back cult episodes, um, but we'll we'll pick a cult and research it and talk more in depth about the yeah. story. But did you want to talk about QAnon? Yeah, let's talk about QAnon because yeah, it's getting out of control a little bit. It's literally all up on the news. Um, and if you don't watch the news or don't listen to the news, that's fine because it's overwhelming. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to give you a quick synopsis that I got yes. about it? Yeah. So some of my sources, I'm just going to throw this out here, that I found this information on was NPR's website, BBC's website, and Wikipedia. So I feel like they're credible, right? I didn't go on 4chan or Reddit or anything like that because I'm scared. Yeah, I'm scared the government's <laughs> going to come after me. I was um, working on something for a post for Instagrams, <laughs> and I was searching an image, and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to find me. They're going to think that oh my I'm gosh, part my of this. Oh, my gosh, my Google history right now is probably very, like, red flag. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> switched to incognito today. <laughs> Not that that's going to fix anything. <laughs> oh, goodness, that's so funny. Um... I didn't. I was just like, fuck it. I want my FBI agent entertained. (laughs) Anyway, so QAnon basically is a wide-ranging, completely unfounded theory that the president, that former President Trump, um, is waging a secret war against elite Satan-worshipping pedophiles in the government, business, and media. And um, this is, you know, a lot of their claims go deeper. There's a lot of tendrils of different theories that branch from that. But basically... People in the government or, like, billionaires or celebrities Mm -hmm. are running a sex trafficking pedophile ring. And Mm -hmm. President Trump, former President Trump, um, their lord and savior is the messiah who is going to wage war against these horrible, horrible people. Yes, that is... That is what QAnon... (laughs) That's what it started as before it was actually QAnon. Yeah. Um, I, we must have read some of the same articles because I literally have that same quote. (laughs) Yeah. That was probably the NPR one. Yeah. It might've been the NPR one. Um, God, what was I? Let me see. We love NPR in this household. That we do. Um, yeah, I wrote down <clears throat> their core belief is that a group of Satan worshiping elite pedophiles run a sex child or a child sex ring and are trying to control our media and politics. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to do. Oh, I also wrote down because this is, you know, super important that they um, not only are they sex trafficking these children, they're also um, eating them. Oh, yeah, I did read that somewhere. <laughs> They are eating the children because that helps, or as they eat them, it allows them to extract a life-extending chemical called adrenochrome. Ooh. So you eat the kids, you get to live forever. Okay, so they're also cannibalistic vampires. (laughs) Yes. Nice, nice, nice. I can (laughs) only imagine, you know, Hillary Clinton (laughs) eating a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so I don't know if you can tell the sarcasm in our voices cuz you know audio is kind of a difficult media to understand body language and you just have to go based off our tone, but we do not believe any of these things <laughs> about QAnon. Correct. Um it 
as Ashley said, it's unfounded, mm-hmm. which means that there is no factual background yeah. for any of these claims that they've made. And they've made a lot of different claims. Like, yes, their main one is regarding this like sex child trafficking ring thing that Hollywood elite politicians, you know, just anybody that has been deemed the big bad yeah. is part of. Um, and I like that. The big bad. There's... That's a Buffy reference for everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what they believe. Like, that's their big headliner, and it has been their big headliner most recently. Mm-hmm. They've actually been around since 2017. Yeah. Um, so it's not like it just happened 2020 because of, like, the election or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it started with an unknown or, like, a relatively unknown YouTube creator and two moderators on the website 4chan. Yes. Isn't that, um, I have his name here somewhere. Ron Watkins. Um, I don't know if I didn't write down that name. Mm. I think he was one of the ones that was the site administrator for 4chan. Gotcha. He actually, one of them, whoever created, like founded the 4chan has actually created multiple websites just like that because they keep getting shut down and you wonder why. Yeah. I mean, it's modern day like terrorism, right? Like you're trying to plant ideas in people's heads to get them to commit violent acts in the name of your message. Um, and that's very dangerous. <laughs> so yes. I understand why they're getting shut down. Um, I have a fact here from supposedly the Pew Research Center. I don't know what that is. Um, but they did a poll or a study in 2020 last year that um, nearly half Americans had at least heard of QAnon. Mm-hmm. And that was double the number from this, the poll six months before. So yeah. in the last six months, more than half of Americans have heard about what's going on in QAnon. So it's definitely blown up in the last year, less than a year. Yeah. And part of that has to do with where they were able to post everything because they started out on 4chan and that was basically like message boards. I would, it was like a conspiracy message board website. Mm -hmm. Like you could post whatever you wanted. It wasn't super like moderated. It wasn't super like, you know, fact checked or anything like that. Yeah. And so there was this um, person that went by the name of Q that was posting things. Yeah. Um, And so that's where the Q and QAnon starts coming from. And Q claimed to be a high-ranking military officer. So he claimed to have had intelligence on Mm -hmm. things that were going on. Yeah. And then he said it was Q-level security clearance. Yes. Within the government. Yeah. Cool, Cool story, bro. Um, but if you know, you know. Yeah. And so he gets these two other people. I'm saying he because I'm assuming it's a man, but it might be a woman. There's <laughs> It's a they. There's really no proof as to who it is. Yeah, there's lots guesses. of theories. Mm-hmm. Um, but so these three people, you know, they start really expanding on these ideas that Q has leaked as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so they start gaining some followers um, because I honestly, who doesn't love a good conspiracy? Right. We've and, said it here many yeah, a time. I love a good conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as I start gaining followers, then they start reaching out to said followers because they are asking them to fund QAnon research. Mm, Sounds so. a little bit like um, an MLM to me, but. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's just like you got to pay to be a part of it or, you know, get a certain level of 
recognition within the group and yeah level up that's gonna be drink every time i say level up (laughs) um but that's common with cults is to say like well we need money to facilitate this message further yeah so word of mouth is spreading they're getting more followers um they're starting to post more about um Trump specifically, mm-hmm. they're starting to discuss his war on the criminals in this, you know, they use the word cabal a lot, which is like an elite group of like politicians <laughs> from what it seems like. Yeah. Where did they get that word from? I have no idea. They, I don't know. Did they make it up? Um, but <laughs> yeah, so they start talking about how this is when um, he had, you know, because if this is starting in 2017, he's been the president for a while, a couple of months, at, yeah. you know, the least. Um, So they're talking about how he is just going to really take on these he's criminals. He's planted strategically to be the person to bring them down. Yeah, because he is going to, you know, he's going to dismantle the deep state. They love mm-hmm. to talk about the deep yeah, yeah, state. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where it really comes into play that they start gaining followers. And also Trump starts retweeting things from known QAnon leaders. Yes. Um, Sometimes several times a day (laughs) he was tweeting. I can't believe how much that man was on the rhetoric of these people. So then you're taking it from just like the people who kind of troll around on you know, a little bit lesser known areas of the internet and you're putting it on mainstream social media. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but it's the fucking president who's doing it. Like, so how, I don't even know how many followers he had on his social media accounts before he was banned. Um, but a lot of people followed the POTUS, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it all kind of catches on fire, basically, mm-hmm. is because now you're taking your your uncle, you know, your weird cousin who is just, you know, on Twitter. Says these crazy outlandish things. Yeah, or sees that the president is saying these crazy outlandish things, and then now they're exposed to it in a way that they wouldn't have normally been. You know, like, they weren't going to go seek out Reddit threads and 4chan and stuff like that. But now that it's on Twitter and Facebook, uh, your grandma or whoever is now going to have access to this information and it spreads like wildfire it does after especially because so once trump starts interacting with these people mm-hmm. then q all powerful all knowing q starts dropping hints and clues and riddles for all of QAnon followers to decipher. Right. Based off of things the president is saying, there's meetings, news articles, like it's literally like homework for these people, but it becomes a game. Yeah. Because, oh, if someone drops a riddle and I want to figure out what it says first, I'm going to start doing it right away. Yeah. Well, people do this with Taylor Swift albums and Instagram posts, you yeah. know? <laughs> so. so they start deciphering it and they're recording themselves doing it. They're mm-hmm. on YouTube. They're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So they're just promoting it even more across all, all these different like social media so platforms. So easily shareable. Like people will literally... Somebody on, you know, the Reddit thread or or on 4chan will literally copy and paste whatever Q said, put it on Facebook, and then it's just free game. Yeah. It gets shared, it gets manipulated, and everybody's talking. Yeah. And then, I mean, so yeah, they did end up going to Reddit, 
But they, their Reddit page, their Reddit, whatever it is, ended up getting shut down in March of 2018. So nice. they have not been on that platform since then. I'm sure there's been other attempts. There's probably smaller groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they were on Reddit and then Reddit did ban them, which it seems like they were one of like the first social media so. platforms to start monitoring and shutting down so, like understanding the level of danger that could possibly come from all of this yeah exactly. Um, i feel like there's a ton of scrutiny um and judgment kind of placed on the other social media accounts that it took so long to mm-hmm. start censoring like this dangerous talk and these dangerous like theories um especially that it took them so long to remove trump um but and, and so that's just an interesting fact that like reddit was one of the first ones like go reddit it is um yes good for reddit censorship is tricky Mm -hmm. it's a really tricky topic and especially people who are you know prideful of their country quote unquote that you cannot take away their free speech. Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing because yeah. it's a slippery slope too. <laughs> they is tend what to it be is. the same types of people. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's very yeah. Censorship is tricky, and you know when the whole thing happened and they everyone was like banning Donald Trump and mm-hmm. talking about you know other censorship type of things. Like there is a there, and it still is happening. Like in China, there's a lot of. There's a lot of shit that goes down when it comes to censorship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that will ever happen in America, but I do understand that it is scary to think about people being censored. But when you're posting things that's inciting violence and hate, I don't necessarily think it's an infringement on your, no, you know, freedom it, of speech. Yeah, it's like you can talk all you want, but if you're convincing other people or threatening that you're going to do something violent. Yeah. That's not allowed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you can talk about how much you dislike or even hate something Mm -hmm. as long as you're not saying I hate you. So I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Like let's plan, you know, let's plan to execute X, Y, Z people. Um, that's where it crosses a line for me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But also like there are rules, there are terms and conditions that we all sign and agree to when we sign up for pretty much anything these days. So I believe that these social media platforms probably are within their rights legally to ban anybody that they think is, you know, not, yeah, not, not, um, not keeping up with their end of the deal basically following the community guidelines so i kind of want to talk a little bit more about in 2020 before we talk about like what happened with the election yeah because so they've been around since 2017 they've always had kind of outrageous outlandish conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. Um, but in 2020 they QAnon posted false information about covid19 black lives matter and most prominently, the election. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, uh, although their core belief is that a group of Satan-worshipping elites are doing what Satan-worshipping elites do, apparently. Worship Satan and eat babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in 2020, and as of, I think this article that I'm quoting now was in January, so last month of 2021, QAnon followers have been charged with crimes like kidnapping, assassination plots, yeah. And they've even been (laughs) 
charged with murdering a mafia boss. Oh, yeah. I did read that somewhere. A mafia? You want the mafia after you now? I'm scared of the mafia, and I don't even know much about the mafia. (laughs) I mean, that is like you're kind of asking for retaliation, kind of. Bottom line is murder is wrong, so you shouldn't do that. Um, They also, like, tried to blow up the Hoover Dam or something. I didn't hear about that. They weren't successful, but I think they like parked a truck on the Hoover Dam and where they like blocked the bridge or something. Oh my god! People were arrested for that, and they were their reasoning was that like Cube sent them basically. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, and now they are actually multiple like a lot of people that were involved with the January six capital riot and insurrection they've actually been charged um and quite a few are already in jail mm-hmm. i did hear today that the shaman so the guy with the horns yeah who has actually like offered to testify against donald trump in his impeachment trial as well which is fascinating <laughs> i would love to hear what he has to say uh-huh. um i don't think he actually will but i would love to hear what he has to say um, but he is in jail and is eating an all organic meal plan. Oh, they allowed him that. I think he was on a hunger strike because they wouldn't feed him organic food. So I assume that they didn't want him to die in prison. That basically takes me up to the election. Yeah. Um, I have that kind of too. And like Ron Watkins kind of comes into play as well around this time. Like he is quoted after the November election, kind of saying that he's, he's quoted as suggesting that it's time to go back to our lives um, as best we are able. So he's kind of trying to say, like, all right, everybody, like, we didn't win the election. Like, it's time to kind of let go of these delusions of grandeur because he senses that it's getting out of control. He actually ended up stepping down from his role as the site administrator because okay. he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. So a lot of people, when that happened were just kind of lost. Like a lot of the followers and stuff or people that were buying in and believing a lot of this were like, oh, like if the guy who is running the site allowing us to like have a platform, it doesn't think that we're doing the right thing anymore. Like they're kind of, some people questioned it for sure. Questioned their beliefs. Yeah. And I think because so even as the election was called and Biden won, that that like isn't when they became silent that's when they became louder about Mm -hmm. there being fraud the election was stolen he's not gonna concede Mm -hmm. you know like you don't concede when you win type of mentality right um and so like they still are full-heartedly believing that like he's not gonna concede he's gonna win Mm -hmm. and despite like court case after court case that is proving that there was no voter fraud um they're still really holding on and hoping that on inauguration day, mm-hmm. he's going to pull this like power move. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they were like having watch parties of like waiting for him to like do something. And so the, the, the rep- believers. Yeah. So the reporter was like, I was watching like QAnon, like live stream on one screen. And I was watching like the actual inauguration happen on one screen, checking to see what was going to happen type of thing. Insane. Um, because they they truly believed that he was not going to concede. They believed that he was going to appear at the inauguration. He was going to issue martial law mm-hmm. and arrest Democrats because they think that like they think that all these people that are part of you know that group of elite politicians and celebrities 
that they were either going to be imprisoned, like in Guantanamo Bay, mm-hmm. or they were just going to be executed. Yeah. Like, that's what they believed. Fun fact. My sister was born in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Not in the prison. <laughs> My mother was not a war criminal, but she was a civilian allowed on base where her husband was um, stationed. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They don't allow civilians in Gitmo anymore, though. So yeah. she was one of the last generations of uh, babies born there. Or, that's... you know, United States citizens' babies born there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what they believed was going to happen on Inauguration Day. And it didn't. it didn't happen. Biden was still sworn in. Weird. Um, so what happened? <laughs> we were all scared, though. Like, there still is, like, a very real possibility. Because the weird thing is, like, yes, um, there was a lot of people who did vote for Trump. When he didn't win, they're like, okay, he didn't win. You know, mm-hmm. the, the rational people. But the ones that held on, the, the, the ones that were filtered through are actually a lot more dangerous being mm-hmm. a smaller group that are much more dedicated mm-hmm. is scarier than having like the mass people of just like lemming followers yeah um that do have a little bit of rationalization and no one to bow out yeah so it's there was still a lot of fear and trepidation i think amongst people not knowing if something bad was going to happen at yeah. the inauguration i held my breath a lot yeah i just <laughs> cried a lot um yeah i did that too <laughs> But yeah, it was, and like it, it was, there was, it was, everyone was anxious on both sides, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they, that's why they didn't, like, it wasn't like a standard inauguration, not just because of COVID, but because of the riots that had just happened two weeks prior. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it was, there was a lot of anxiety, but at the end of the day, like, he did get sworn in, you know, he did become the president of the United States, mm-hmm. and Trump was nowhere to be found. Yeah. He had left the Capitol earlier that morning. Um, and so that's when I really, that's when I noticed that, like, it all died down mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. Um, there, I wasn't seeing, you know, QAnon, like, in the news headlines as much. Like, it just really seemed like everything kind of calmed down. There was a lot of big talk, right, from yeah. these people. But when it actually comes down to can they organize enough to, you know, do some damage, I don't know what better way to put that. They couldn't, they couldn't, which is good. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's good that they're dumb. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, But like the interesting thing is, is that Q, you know, all knowing, all powerful Q, he hadn't, he'd only posted like a few times since the election had been called. Like he hadn't posted a lot. He wasn't dropping his hints and his clues. Like he had gone you know, not radio silent, but like he was mm-hmm. still pretty quiet. I think that's why a lot of people were kind of theorizing that Ron Watkins was Q because yeah. around the same time that he quieted down and eventually stepped down from his role as being a, a fundamental piece of all this spreading, yeah, um, was like Q wasn't posting as much too. So that's yeah. one of the theories that I kind of uh, might believe. I don't know though. Yeah, I feel like I I personally don't think that Q is just one person. Mm-hmm. I think oh, that yeah. there's multiple people, like maybe a network of people mm-hmm. that post. Um, like there is this theory. Somebody I can't remember what his name was. I think I might have written it down. Um, Coleman Rogers. Hmm. He was pretty active on Q. He like had a Q. Like he had an um 
Anon name. I can't remember what his Anon name was because there's other Anons. Yeah. Um, but so he had like a name that he went by, but he also like was out and proud of like who he was. Yeah. But he was doing a live stream one time and like was showing his screen or something and went to log into one of the message boards and like the name said Q. So like people were like, is it you? But then he like stopped showing his screen really quickly hmm. and acted like it was just like a technological, you know, like a tech mishap or mm-hmm. something. Interesting. So I just feel like there's way too many like scenarios of people and people thinking that it's other people. It's like another just game be one person. to figure out who it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but QAnon really kind of quieted down in the last, you know, the couple of weeks right after the election happened. Mm-hmm. It didn't disappear entirely. But um, they've also been making headlines recently because of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Say more. I'm not sure where you're going with this. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's a newly elected House of Representative from Georgia. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And so she's currently the face of QAnon. I literally saw a tweet yesterday because she spoke in a closed-door um meeting house of representatives meeting um and she was given a standing ovation after she was done speaking Hmm. so somebody like tweeted like a someone a reporter from npr tweeted that like my sources are telling me she received a standing ovation after speaking somebody retweeted it and said and now the q party is born and that freaked me out oh gosh yeah i have a very sinking feeling yeah that made me that like made my like stomach drop my like heart drop like I that scares me more than Trump being in power Mm -hmm. um because Trump is just the face and QAnon is the theory is the Mm -hmm. like structure behind yeah but they did so they can put another face up there yeah so they can put another face on there and they and it's Marjorie Taylor Greene um, she believes and is, as of today, I believe, um, gone on the record to saying she regrets these statements and posts and everything like that. But she has previously, there's, uh, Facebook posts and pictures and everything like that and comments made by her stating that 9-11 and the, and the school mass shootings were staged, that they're not real, um, that. And that the California wildfires started because of Jewish space lasers. Oh, yeah. I read that, too. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't even know what that means. They're just Jewish (laughs) space lasers. I, like... That's all. I truly don't know what that means. What's there not to know? (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. I have no idea either. Space Uh. lasers? Like, are there... Like, are there space lasers that I don't know about? Probably. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but... How does she know about them? Are they, I don't know about them. Are they Jewish people operating the space <laughs> lasers, or do the space lasers believe in the Jewish faith? Yeah, I don't know. You guys, I don't understand. Did the space lasers have a bat mitzvah? <laughs> to, I, yeah, it's comical. I don't understand the things what that, that people believe. That like, how did this? How did this theory even enter somebody's brain, let alone to put it on the internet? And now you have a fucking House of Representative. 
yeah spewing it this is crazy it's kind of like while you're saying like the q party is born it got me really starting to think like of how this it it has changed our politics forever Mm -hmm. um in that even with like you know kanye saying he was gonna run for president and like actually being able to Mm -hmm. um that like because of all this like anybody thinks that they can now change how our government works and Mm -hmm. that the rules that we have lived by for all these generations are completely invalid it's just like where are they gonna draw the line then because you know they're all about protecting free speech or the right to bear arms yeah but the rest of our government needs to be completely dismantled and another democratic party could or they would call political it, party. I would say they would call it democratic <laughs> yeah. to trick people. I mean, there is a silver lining to the whole story about her. Um, the yeah. House of Representatives actually voted today to remove her from her two committees that she was on. I think, yeah, I saw that somewhere in my Twitter feed, but I wasn't. I was just distracted and I didn't look too much into yeah. it, so it what passed, all this meant. It passed um, 230 to 199, so it's a very, very small margin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still a success for Democrats right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be repercussions for Democrats because this essentially means that in the future, any whichever party has the majority is now going to be able to do the same thing. Yeah. And so, yes, she believed in crazy conspiracy theories or, you know, posted about them at one point, claims to not believe them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's scary. And the fact that she's an elected official is super scary because she's in charge of, you know, putting making bills, laws, and voting on things that affect us and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um, I just think that it puts the Democrat Democratic Party in a scary situation for the future. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't mean they could it, if the situation were, were reversed, it couldn't even it wouldn't necessarily even have to be something as serious as this. Right. They could, could just say, well, we have the majority. So yeah. we're gonna, we just don't like you. Yeah, exactly. And I also think it doesn't. Well, you know, she was prominent. She was outspoken, like whatever, like you want to say about her. It doesn't mean that there's not other people that are doing and saying that stuff on the down low mm-hmm. are still in power. power. Right. Absolutely. And it's just like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the House of Representatives. It could be state and local government, you know? So yeah. it's just like, I, I understand the thought process behind it. I understand that it is making a statement and it's saying like this type of behavior is not going to be accepted. We're not going to allow it. Right. But it. I just feel like it's going to backfire I mean, <laughs> at yeah, some point. It opens Pandora's box of like, well, if we're going to be able to do it in this instance, then when won't we be able to? You know, like, because they opened it. Or they opened up the opportunity. Yeah. It's definitely scary. Exactly. And then I did just have a couple more notes because I know it's really easy to use... QAnon followers and Trump supporters as if they're the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that is, you know, there are a lot of Trump supporters that are believing in QAnon conspiracies and vice versa, but it's not just Trump supporters. So there, it include like QAnon followers 
literally are people just like you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are like just trying to live their normal lives that are maybe against like the lockdowns because of COVID that are seeing these theories and believing that, you know, Trump was trying to do everything he can to prevent those from happening. So mm-hmm. now they're following Q a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it's, it can be really educated people. You know, there's, you know, people that are probably in power that are celebrities that have a lot of influence that are yeah. believing all of these things. I mean, if Tom Cruise can get roped into Scientology, then like anybody could probably be convinced of some things pertaining True. to Q. And then I do just want to kind of like loop this back into... We started talking about cults. Mm-hmm. QAnon is definitely like a conspiracy, like theorist, like platform group. Yeah. Uh, group. yeah. Um, but it is very similar to a cult in that it does use a lot of brainwashing tactics. Mm-hmm. It does use a lot like that fear that it instills in people about the elite that are sex trafficking children and eating them and yeah. everything like that. Like that instills a lot of fear mm-hmm. into people that may be susceptible to yeah or if it's like outlandish claims if you don't support q so you're pro pedophiles like Mm -hmm. that's what the 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 logic that they're kind of using to rope people in is like everybody knows that human trafficking is bad everybody knows that pedophilia is wrong Mm -hmm. um so if you if you're not wanting to buy into the QAnon stuff, then all of a sudden you are on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. And so now you believe in all these, or you're pro-pedophilia or pro-sex trafficking and human trafficking. Yeah. And I just feel like it may be... You don't want to be considered that, right? No. And it may be (laughs) reimagining, or like it may be restructuring what a cult looks like because Mm -hmm. it's so much bigger. Like the cults that we talked about... The cults that movies are about, they're relatively small. Like, they're smaller communities. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't usually, except maybe in the case of Nexium, reach, you know, out of state for Mm -hmm. the most part. There's also, like, not really... It's, like, for these other cults, like, it was kind of kept under wraps. Like, they weren't going around proudly saying, you know, I'm in a cult. Well, not I'm in a cult, but, like, I'm part of the Manson family. Maybe they did eventually, but... You know, or I'm part of Nexium, and they weren't like super braggy. Yeah, about it. it was like this secret society mm-hmm. that you don't go talking to everybody about it because you don't know who you can trust. Yeah, unless you're trying to get in new followers. Yeah, and then it's something like that you still kind of keep behind closed doors and not put on all over social media. Yeah, but Q Q and on are loud and proud about it. They are. Um, And it doesn't because like the followers, the believers are so diverse and there's not really like what we were saying, like there's not just like one, you know, type of person that's going to believe in QAnon. It really doesn't look, although it's categorized as one, it really doesn't look like these like extremist groups that were used to Mm -hmm. you know like when you think of like extremist groups like the number one that's going to come to my mind is al-qaeda you Mm -hmm. know and so it's just like and that is obviously like the media plays a lot into what i picture when i hear the word al-qaeda but just like when i hear the word QAnon, i can tell you what those people look like what they're wearing Mm -hmm. and that their red hat says maga you know 
So um, in the news recently, I think this week, did you hear that Canada has declared or announced Boys. that Proud Boys are considered a terrorist group? Yes. So that's huge. Yeah. Well, there's probably a lot of people who would consider themselves Proud Boys that believe in QAnon mm-hmm. theories. Yeah, Canada actually did added 12 groups. Nice. So go Canada. Yep. Good for them. Um, and then I do just want to say the one thing that seems to be common between followers of QAnon as well as anyone who may have been part of a cult is that they cut off contact with people from their prior lives that mm-hmm. either don't believe. Question it. Yeah, that don't believe what they believe, that question it, or that express concern for them. Yeah. And I think that's the number one red flag that Thing someone you for. love or someone you care about maybe headed down a path of like believing things that may not be truthful or that may be brainwashing them into thinking that they can't have relationships with people that believe other things. Yeah. It's like that toxic uh, partner that you'd have that would, you know, isolate you from your family members because they express concern about your relationship. Yeah. Um, They want you to feel like if you leave them, Mm -hmm. you'll have nothing because you've already cut out everybody else in your life. So they're just trying to buy more, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Like collateral for you to stay. Yeah. The risk is greater if you leave. Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely dangerous. And that's why it's crazy to me that after the election, after, you know, their big, the storm that they called of Trump saving everybody Mm -hmm. didn't end up happening. There's still you know, people online, there's still interviews being done with QAnon believers. And while a lot of them, not a lot, but a few of them do think like they've been duped that like it wasn't, it turned out to not be true. Like everything they believed in. The majority have changed their narrative to be like, well, he didn't say when it's going to happen, you know, convenient. Um, Yeah. Super convenient that you do that. And Mm -hmm. they still believe that the storm is coming and that Trump is going to come back because as of today, he is a free man and he can run in 2024. Yeah. So I think that's what a lot of hope that QAnon believers are holding on to right mm-hmm. now Ugh. is that he, you know, he's not gone. Yeah. And he still has it's a presence. And so that's what they're holding on to. And I think that's what a lot of um, people who are part of cults believe as well. Like if the leader dies or if they, you know, um, you know, say something's going to, ha- if they predict something's going to happen, but it doesn't happen on that particular day, like mm-hmm. they change their narrative, but they never full up, like fully give up. Yeah. Believing in the cause. Listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We spit a lot of facts at you because we were really excited to talk about this. Yeah, super. This is probably a pretty heavy one, heavy topic. So I do also want to mention um, in the recommendations corner, which we, yeah, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> If you have the chance, or if you're on Instagram, there might be a recording of it somewhere else, but um, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez mm-hmm. went on Instagram Live this week and went into great detail about her experience, like pretty much minute by minute of the insurrection. And she says a lot of beautiful and amazing points about a lot that happened that day, um, and also 
that the tactics of everybody else who is trying to brush this incident under the rug, get us to move on with our lives, it's not necessary to impeach Trump, blah, 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 whatever it is, Mm -hmm. are also tactics of abusers. Mm -hmm. So it kind of brings us all back to full circle and listening to her talk about it just kind of drives that point home again where like we can't let this go we can't just say that they're crazy cuckoo over there Mm -hmm. let them be crazy cuckoo over there no it needs to be addressed people need to be held accountable because if they don't they will do it again yeah absolutely um and that's where i will end it probably (laughs) yeah i just and then for me the last thing i want to recommend and this is truly where i learned about q for the very first time was um, an episode of The Daily, which is a podcast, I believe, hosted by The New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love the host of The Daily. I love him so much. But it was like a special series called The Rabbit Hole. And it was about the effect of the internet on mm-hmm. us as humans. Yeah. And it was, I believe, an eight episode series. But episodes seven and eight from, I believe, May of 2020 are about a woman who comes across Q on YouTube and how she joins. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I listened to the whole thing, but that was a very interesting story. Yeah. So she literally just comes across it on YouTube thanks to the YouTube algorithm Mm -hmm. and joins and full-heartedly believes in Q. She goes all in. So it's very fascinating. If you want a firsthand account, um, they also... The Daily has done very recent episodes yeah. after everything happened of interviewing people like, well, what next? And they're like saying exactly what I said. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. It's still coming. Yeah. You know, um, that's a really good recommendation. Definitely. If, you, if dear listener, you're sitting here asking yourselves, like, how does somebody get to that point? Mm-hmm. How does somebody wind up? in a cult like fully believing it and the the answer there is it literally can happen to anyone mm-hmm. um so just you know become aware of mm-hmm. the signs absolutely yeah and that's hopefully what we accomplished here tonight yeah and also i stand by my statement from last week that the enneagram is a freaking cult <laughs> um yeah somebody some feedback that i got from that was that the reason we were seeing them kind of blow up on Instagram or this trend come up on Instagram is that like the Insta Christians, um, the Christian influencers, mm-hmm. um, have gotten a hold of it and made it like kind of a more religious type of, or they're like pairing it with Christianity a lot. Hence why it's a cult. It also started yeah. out based off of religion. So it is, it's come full circle for them mm-hmm. and it's, it really is a cult. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah. That's it. Well, hope you enjoyed. Um, and if you're in a cult, call your dad. That's what Georgia and Karen from My Favorite Murder would tell you. Don't forget to follow us, rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us, um, you know, keep this going so that more people can find it and have more meaningful conversations. We do appreciate you spending your time with us yes. today, and- whatever you are. Don't forget to be kind to yourself. And be kind to others. Goodbye. Okay, bye.